0: Welcome to Positive Productivity, Episode 170. The Positive Productivity Podcast was created to empower entrepreneurs to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success. I'm your host, Kim Sutton, and if you're ready, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Positive Productivity. This is your host, Kim Sutton, and today I am thrilled to have Dan Moyle, the Chief Marketing Officer with Interview Valet with us. Dan, it's so awesome to have you here. Thank you for joining us.
1: Good morning, Kim. I'm so happy to be here and be recording with you and just spend time chatting with you. Oh yes,
0: me too. Dan, can you give a little bit of background about where you were before Interview Valet and what you do with them?
1: Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, before Interview Valet, I was the marketing director for a regional mortgage banking company. Uh, so really exciting. <laughs> um, we we believed in the inbound marketing strategy and philosophy, and so I got I helped grow the the marketing team from zero. Um, when I started, it was just me up to a team of eights with uh, some great success using digital and content and inbound and all these buzzwords and just really loved what I did. And before that, I came from actually a TV news background. I was a a TV news producer for a morning show in Southwest Michigan for CBS Affiliate. So I've kind of Kind of had an interesting journey so far, but uh, a lot a lot of fun. And then now for Interview Valet, uh, as the chief marketing officer, I not only do the marketing for Interview Valet, but I help our clients. And so what we do is we help... Um, break into the podcast interview marketing world for our clients. So we have speakers, authors, inspiring thought leaders, uh, life coaches, business coaches, emerging brands. We help them reach the ideal relevant audience through podcast interviews. And uh, we do it with a whole lot of fun and flair. And um, yeah, so I get to help our clients and help our brand grow.
0: Before we get too far in, in a previous episode, and I'll have it linked up in the show notes, We ha- I had a uh- Tom on from Interview Valet and one of the things that we discussed was how he does not have his own podcast yet. But how much success people are seeing by getting themselves on other podcasts It never ceases to amaze me how many people think that they need to start their own podcast in order to spread their name. But in all actuality, it would be just as beneficial, if not 10 times more, just to be getting on the podcast of others. How many times in conversations or in social media interactions are, are you finding yourself having that conversation?
1: Uh, we have it often. And um, you know, I have it with when my friends and family ask me what I'm doing now. (laughs) I try to explain it to them. They say, Oh, so you have a podcast. Well, well, no, it it takes a whole lot of work to do a podcast. Not only does it take the, the creativity and the, but it takes the drive, takes the consistency. It takes the production, takes all these things. You know, can people like you put in so much work into it and it's a passion. I, I'm the fortunate one right now as an interviewee that I get to just basically show up and talk with you and, and have a great conversation. So yeah, we, I have that conversation a lot, whether it's professionally people asking us, you know, Oh, So you help us start a podcast. Well, no, here's what we do instead. Um, Or it's more informal conversations. I have it maybe not daily, but pretty darn close.
0: To say there's a lot of work. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Listeners, I am not saying that podcasting is not growing my business because it definitely is. However, to say that it's a lot of work is... Oh, wow. I just had the realization actually earlier this week, I've been editing my own episodes for the past three months just because I need to get restarted with my editing team. And that's a bad excuse. I know this is a positive productivity podcast where I talk about how you need to delegate and get things off your plate so you can focus on what you really need to be doing. Well, I wasn't doing it. Listeners, I struggle just the same as you. I calculated, Dan, that I've spent over 75 hours a month for the last three months editing my own episodes.
1: It's almost a full-time job. (laughs) It's
0: like two full-time jobs. I calculated how much that time would have been worth had I been working on billable projects. I just put my head down. I'm not going to cry about it, but it, it brings me something to talk about on shows like this and make people think, wow, what am I doing in my business that I shouldn't be doing? listeners, do not edit your own episodes, period. Time (laughs) suck. The, going back to how much exposure people can get off of being on other people's episodes, that's been huge for me. And honestly, I'm trying to think of how to say this delicately for anybody who might be thinking about starting their own podcast. I received more feedback by being on the shows of others than I honestly have being on my own. The first three podcasts that I guested on, I had three more requests off of each to be on additional podcasts because people had listened to them. That's and incredible. Th- yeah, that blew me away, but it also gave me the podcasting bug. So here we are. <laughs> <laughs>
1: there you go. See, and I think that's the key is that, you know, you can, when, when you're trying to grow your business or trying to, you know, spread the brand or, or the gospel, all these different things, right? You Reaching an audience that already exists is More efficient, less often less expensive, and just better ROI in general than building your own audience. Now, as people like John Lee Dumas have shown, building your own, your own audience can be extremely beneficial as well. It just takes a lot of time and a lot of effort. And so, it, you know, if you're willing to do it, yeah, go for it. I mean, I I'm, I have a friend right now that I'm talking to that may be a client of Interview Valley at some point, but he's also starting his own podcast. And I told him that's great. I think it's a great idea. And the way he wants to do it, is, it sounds like a, a terrific uh, style and his personality will come through. I said, you know, but also consider as you build that, go on other podcasts and tell your story because it's not just about, you know, selling your products. It's not not an infomercial. It's just telling your story and and engaging with folks. And when they like you and they get to know you and then they trust you, then they'll do business with you. And that's great through, you know, conversations and, and interviews and stuff.
0: I had never really thought about it until just now. It's one of those little thoughts that comes randomly. But guesting on other podcasts is almost another form of affiliate marketing. Because you're reaching, I mean, when you have affiliates in your business or you're doing joint ventures, you're getting out into a whole new audience that you wouldn't have reached any other way. And you may not be making immediate revenue, but you very well could be, but you're reaching that whole new audience. So while JLD does have a a following of I don't even know how many people, you have the potential of growing your own list exponentially with every single episode on somebody else's podcast that you're on versus doing your own. I'm not saying that doing our own, we can't, but yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, you, you almost feel like there's a limit. There isn't a limit, but you almost feel like there is one as you're growing your audience because you get to those plateaus of, OK, I've got, you know, a thousand downloads now. Now what? I've only got, you know, 10 reviews and nobody wants to leave a review. And it may feel, you know, uh, constricting. And, and it really isn't. There's always those growth points and, and you have to be more productive to get to those um, and get beyond those. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's it almost feels infinite on the other side of it. It almost feels infinite when you go on other people's podcasts. And the great thing is I love how you mentioned Tom earlier from Interview of LA, I love one of the things that he says. I, I picked up on this a while ago. Gifts of value. It, it's nice to get a gift card from somebody and say, here's, you know, 20 bucks to Starbucks or to, you know, in our area, Bigby Coffee or whatever. But, but really uh, a personal introduction as a business person, a personal introduction is so much more valuable. And that's what this is. You know, Kim, you and I talk and, and, and your listeners listening in, it's, it's a personal introduction. If there's anybody out there that hears this and says, yeah, you know, podcast interview marketing really does sound interesting. This is a personal introduction. They, they already know, like, and trust you. So kind of by default, because you and I are getting to know each other and, and, and you trust me, they will too and it's that just hey here's a you know it's networking but in it, through an, an an audio experience I, I i love it
0: i had a chat yesterday morning with a guest and it was actually her recording and in the course of that conversation we were talking about both of our businesses and listeners you know i'm completely transparent about what i'm going through hey i just shared how much time i would wasted on editing however by the end of that conversation when we had our post call chat she's actually referring me to her business coach that she's been working with for three years. So it's not even just about who the listeners are, but the world of networking opportunities and connecting with the people that we need to grow our business or up-level our life. It's amazing. Dan, I need to share a quick story with you just to, to show the, the power here. I was going through a very popular podcasting courses website Last night, I don't even want to say course community website last night, and there was a list of all the different podcasts the community members have and whether or not they're accepting guests or are willing to be guests. And one popped up in my face, and it was about video game developers. My husband is a video game developer. But he doesn't listen to podcasts. I was surprised last night, actually, after I made this discovery about this video game developer podcast that my husband even had my podcast downloaded to his computer because he, as far as I know, he had never listened to it. But I showed him that this podcast was out there and his light, his eyes just lit up. He's like, Oh, because he's been struggling. It doesn't matter what industry we're in. There's a podcast out there that will resonate with our niche, niche market and, and help us share our word and the impact that we're trying to make. He subscribed to it right away. I thought it was actually going to be the first podcast that he ever subscribed to. But he's excited now because when he finally launches his game, he knows exactly where he can go to be a guest on somebody else's episode on somebody else's show and get exposure for himself.
1: That's awesome. I love that. I love the world of podcasting. It's so cool.
0: Yeah. I actually went into the Facebook community for that group and I posted that he had done that. And they were so excited. And then I sent, I actually did reach out to the host of that show. I took a picture of the back of my husband's head. He has no idea of him listening to the episode. We love to hear these things, listeners. We love to hear that you're listening. So do not hesitate. You may think that we're way too busy and quite honestly, we probably are, but we have time for your emails and messages. So whether you're listening to your friend who was a guest on my show or on anybody else's show, or you're listening to yourself, Just let us know that you're listening. And I think actually, this is a segue into a question that I have for you, Dan. When it comes to guest marketing, what are some of the biggest mistakes and some of the biggest yeses? I can't think of a better word than yeses right now. That guests can do when they are a guest on somebody else's episode.
1: Yeah. The mistakes happen simply out of, I think, not understanding that a podcast is a media appearance. I mean, it's a big deal. You know, the fact that I get to be on your podcast, Kim, and you trust me to have me on here. I take it very seriously. I showed up, you know, early. I showed up prepared. Um, I listen to the show ahead of time. Uh, you know, unfortunately, I don't have an unlimited amount of hours in the day. I can't listen to everybody's podcast, all of them. But I listen to a couple of shows of each one before I go, and I and I look at the the information the interview Valet gives me as a guest, and and I get to know who you're talking to. You know, if if you had a specific name for your listeners as a group, as a tribe, um, I would try to get to know that kind of a thing. So I show up prepared. I show up with a story. I don't want to make it an infomercial. You know, it's not going to be well. Can Great question. But let me tell you about our service. I'm not going to do that because that's just lame. <laughs> Nobody wants to subscribe to an infomercial. Thank
0: um, you. Times <laughs> like a hundred.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so so that's those are the mistakes that people make. They, they unfortunately don't treat it as a media appearance and treat it with with that that kind of, you know, respect. Right. Uh, but I think what, what people do well and, and when it is successful is when they do, you know, tell their story. You know, if I came to you with a great uh, hopefully I'm coming to you with a great story and and, and it resonates with people, Then you can say, oh, yeah, by the way, you know, here's my website. Here's where you can find me. You know, here's some information. You know, when I go on specifically marketing podcasts, I talk about my inbound evangelist kind of persona. And we talk about video marketing or we talk about inbound marketing or, you know, tips to getting on podcasts. I can always point them to resources that help them. Um, Again, I'm not trying to sell anybody. I just want to help folks. And I think that's where people really see the success is send them back to your website to a specific page with resources for those listeners. And when the story resonates with folks. They will come back to you and they will talk to you and they'll begin that conversation. And just understanding that, you know, uh, all marketing, whether it's podcast interview marketing or inbound marketing or traditional advertising, marketing itself is a is having a conversation with the right buyer persona at the right time. Uh, And so it's just having that conversation. So I think those are that's the don't do's and the do's.
0: I want to add one more do. Yeah. Please share the episode with your friends and family and your social media networks after you're a guest. Absolutely. We love that.
1: Yeah, that's one of those. That, that's one of those tips that we give in, in our you know nine tips, 10 tips is the kind of content is promote, promote, promote. Absolutely.
0: When authors are working with a publisher or, you know, to get their book published, I think a common thought mistake is that they think that the publisher is going to get out there and market it all for them. And- Very commonly, this is not the issue or this is not the case. Like they have to be the ones that are out there marketing their book. They have to sometimes hire a whole marketing team to take care of marketing their book for them because it's not always part of the package. And there's only so much that we as the hosts can do. So. If you're already using a, an evergreen tool like Edgar, yes, it is a plug, but no, I'm not paid for that. If you're already using something like Edgar, add any shows that you are a guest on to your marketing materials in there. So they, I would love to see evergreen tweets going out, tagging me and saying, Hey, go back and listen to this episode that I was on positive productivity. That would be incredible. It's not a set it and forget, or it's not a one time marketing opportunity, folks. It's, it's, podcasts that are not date specific can go out for all of eternity Dan before we got into this chat we realized that we both have blended families and I'd love to jump into the kids side of this for just a moment Um, first off would you mind sharing a little bit about your family
1: oh sure absolutely my wife and I have not been married a little over six years Uh, we came into this as second marriages for each of us and we each have a daughter so I have two daughters Um, and, uh, yeah, they're right now they're 11 and 12, so I'm on the verge of teenagedom with my girls. But, uh, I tell you, I was, it's funny because it, actually last night I was taking my, I, my oldest plays volleyball at her school and I took them, took her over to a restaurant where they were having a fundraiser for the school and three of her friends wanted to ride with us. And so I had a van full of young ladies and, you know, they wanted to listen to music, so listening to the the pop music station, which of course, you know, I can't stand. However, as a, as a, as a heavy metal and, and, and rock and roll fan, but, uh, but it was just, I, I just kind of struck me as this moment of, man, I'm a dad of daughters and they have their friends and they're having a ball and they're laughing and they're talking about this friend or you know whatever and i mean talking positively but like just having their conversation i thought man i'm so blessed i love Having this international with my children, uh, they are amazing humans. Um, both of them are. My youngest is very, very creative, and uh, kind, and loves animals, and wants to be a vet. And my oldest is extremely compassionate and empathetic, and and wants to be an actor. And they're just amazing kids. And my wife is a wonderful person who has grounded me, my head in the clouds, super positive attitude, and like, yeah, we'll just figure it out. What you know, we'll just what, we'll figure it out. Let's go to vacation to you know, uh, on an African safari. We'll figure. Out where she's more the feet on the ground. Okay, let's figure this out before we decide. You know, a great balance to me, and and really helped me to get steeped in my faith with so much support to me and and belief and respect and just a, a great partner and everything that we do. So that's my family.
0: You sound like you two and your whole family are very similar to ours. I mean, my husband and I mm-hmm. have been together for almost seven years. We've been married for almost six. We came in with a few more kids each, and then God laughed and gave us three more. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. We each came in with two, and yeah, then we have our four-year-old and -and two-and-a-half-year-old twins. Wow. Dan, be careful. Yes. If you say you're done, (laughs) make sure you're done, because we went in to say that we were done, and the doctor told us to sit down.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. I love God's sense of humor.
0: (laughs) Oh, yes. It's incredible. But I love how you said, you know, you are, let's do it. Let's do it. That's exactly how my husband is. And I'm more the practical. I want to see how it's going to work. But sometimes we do just have to have that faith that it is going to work out. Actually, not just sometimes, all the time. Because when we start to doubt ourselves, that's when it starts to crumble. And the more it crumbles, the more we doubt. And it's that's a... That's a low valley to come back out of when we have to climb our confidence wall. And it it does feel like rock climbing sometimes. You know, where's that next handle that I can grab onto to get myself up? Do your daughters ever listen to podcasts?
1: Actually my oldest uh, discovered the podcast, Welcome to Night Vale. And I don't know if if you've heard of it, Kim, or if your listeners have. No, it's, it's basically an old school radio program with one narrator kind of just reading the news, but talking about this, this community. And it's very uh, fantastical and fantasy oriented and uh, almost like a sci-fi magical something world. And so when she heard that I was doing uh, this new job, with podcasts at the same time she had a camp counselor say to the kids uh, in this summer camp you should listen to this night veil podcast and she's like "Ooh, a podcast and so she discovered that and so she loves it and it's so funny to think about you know here we have you know we have netflix we have hulu we have movies we have our ipads we have all these different devices that take our our attention and our sight and everything right and yet she's listening to a podcast that is completely audio And like, you know, I swear they have probably Foley artists from the old school radio days and just just awesome. And so she listens to that. And then uh, that's about it for now. I think we're looking at maybe some other kind of, you know, podcasts that accompany TV shows that they like. But uh, but yeah, she discovered that one and just made me laugh.
0: I'm asking because I'd love to see the younger generations get into podcasting earlier. Last night, my 15 year old son I was amazed. He started a PayPal account. I, w- I didn't even know that he was old enough to do it. But he started the PayPal account because he set up a streaming software so that when he's playing video games, he can be streaming and accepting donations. I had never thought about this. But I think I have an entrepreneur's son.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Isn't it amazing? My, my youngest, my 11-year-old, she loves to – she has the littlest pet shop as, as toys. She also has like Monster High and Barbie. And, you know, She's a very imaginative person. But instead of just playing or like asking me to play, which I'll do – I love doing voices with her um, when she was younger. But she'll actually set up and like record movies. And she'll do videos and she's had me post them on my YouTube page. We haven't started one for her for her yet. I think she's still a little too young for that in my opinion. But yeah, at, at 11, and actually it was like at nine years old she was doing these videos. So nine, 10, 11 years old, just creative. Like just, uh, it, yeah, you, you're right, Kim. They're, they're entrepreneurial, they're, they're creative. It's amazing to see them get into these things uh, at a young age.
0: That is so funny because that's what my littles are watching on YouTube kids right now is these (laughs) little videos where kids set up, you know, their, their playhouses and they're, they're doing all this acting with their little characters and. (laughs) It's amazing though to see how many downloads and how many views these videos are getting. And then I, the positive productivity planner, shameless plug, I know, will be coming out soon. And the company that is helping me produce it, the gentleman that I'm working with, his family has a YouTube station. Mm-hmm. They're in Hawaii. And they get tens of thousands of views for every single episode that they put out. And they're (laughs) getting five to 10,000 for plugs for products. And it's just a short little plug inside the episode. Hey, we're going to eat breakfast. Show the box of cereal. There goes more money into the college savings. And a a little (laughs) light bulb went off in my head. And I was like, wow, that's, that's amazing. But I think with the, hey, it's positive productivity around here, not perfection. My house is never prepared for, for streaming. Just period. Yeah. That's why I do a podcast.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah, looking around my office right now, it's a good thing that this is not a live show. People would be <laughs> like, huh? Listeners, if you want to try to come tackle my five kids in the house sometime, you are more than welcome. (laughs) But I do want to go back actually to kids and
1: podcasts.
0: Have you heard of Neva Lee Reikla? No. Superpower kids, I think. I'm so bad about the names. Listeners, I will put this in the show notes, which you can find at thekimstutton.com forward slash PP170. Neva is eight or nine years old. And I met her at a podcasting event last month and she hosts her own show and she has tons of downloads and she's getting big, big people on like big people that I haven't even gotten on my show yet. (laughs) Wow. And she has her YouTube show, but her parents are both podcasters, too. I just think it's amazing, though. and what i also think is amazing is my son plays competition travel league soccer my 11 year old mm. so rather than try to find a radio station that travels with us because we don't have Sirius or anything like that yet i'll turn on the podcast on my phone so he's got the whole he's got all of jld's questions already worked out in his brain he knows what <laughs> he's going to ask and so we'll actually have a conversations he will interview me as if he is jld
1: ah, that's awesome
0: so I guess he's preparing me someday. You know, when I go to try to be an epi- uh, on there. There you go. Yeah, I know what the questions are because my son has walked through them enough times.
1: <laughs> I love it,
0: Dan. What is your why?
1: My why, gosh, if if you can't hear it, my voice. My why is my family. I want to leave behind a legacy of two humans, two women, two young ladies right now who can change the world through servant leadership, through positivity, through empathy. Gosh, even just yesterday, I started thinking about some of the things going on between my family and and politics and friends and all these other things. And I thought, you know, at the the root of it, a lack of empathy for others seems to be such a thing. So I just stopped and started thinking about it, said, you know, I actually stopped and prayed, um, just give us as a nation, as a world, more empathy. And so, so my why is to give my daughters that example and to serve others, you know, not only not only to show them that example, but just to serve others. I love volunteering. I love when I have, when I have a team uh, that I build, I love being their servant leader. You know, I, I want to lead us and I want to, uh, I want to be the boss, but, <laughs> but I want to, I want to serve and make other people better. I want to do, I, I want to live the Zig Ziglar thought of help other, help as many people as you can and you'll be lifted too kind of a thing. So that's, that's my why is my, my, my family, uh, servant leadership and just making the world just a little bit better than when I left just to help others.
0: When you were a child, middle school, high school, what did you mm-hmm. want to be when you grew up?
1: I wanted to be in either a rock band or be a writer. Uh, I can't sing uh, and, and I don't have a natural talent for playing instruments. I had to work really hard at it. So uh, I gave that up <laughs> and uh, decided I wanted to be a writer. And, you know, in, in a practical sense, I wanted to be a teacher. I actually went to, you know, th- in high school, I, I did this program as a senior uh, to be a teacher. And and I decided that that wasn't exactly what I wanted to be at the time. But I knew I wanted to teach others and help others and be a writer in some way. It took me a while to get to that point. I consider myself now a writer. I mean, I, I, I wrote a book. Uh, I write for for marketing. I love writing. And so I still consider myself that. But I get to be other things as well. So, yeah, I, I I really wanted to be the next Metallica, um, (laughs) but it didn't work out. So, you know, writer, uh, I'll I'll take that.
0: That's hilarious. I wanted to be an architect in outer space.
1: Oh, that'd be great. The International Space Station. Yeah,
0: exactly. That's what I was thinking. But I can't stand science. No, I need to revise that. I did not like science class. I love science. Uh, Yeah. But don't make me sit in a lab and and work on. Yeah, no, just (laughs) I'm too creative for that.
1: Mm hmm. That's cool.
0: If social media had been around when we were younger, I'm not putting an age on you. I have no idea how old you are. But I know that when I went through school, social media was not out. Um, How do you think our lives would be different? Do you think they would be different?
1: Man. Yeah, I think they would. Absolutely. I think social media has become... Social media is an amazing world changer. It can be used in an amazing way, positively or negatively. Um, unfortunately, so many people focus on the negative that I think we miss the positive. I love the stories of like I, I read an article where a mom had written an op-ed piece for a magazine or for a publication and talked about how social media changed her daughter's life. And of course, you know the headline. You think, oh, this is going to be terrible. What is it? And, and you you click on it. You know, as as we do, <laughs> like like a fool I did. But it was so positive. And basically, her daughter was sick and because she only ever saw her daughter you know taking selfies and snapchatting them to her friends she didn't realize the connection that that made with the, this young lady's friends and so that the, the like two weeks that she was off of school every day one of her friends out of their own, kindness of their own heart, out of their own gumption, did something for her, whether it was order her lunch to be sent and delivered, you know, a a friend ordered pizza or a friend came by with burgers or these kinds of things or friends that just stopped to see her that never that like I don't think we would have back in our day. I mean, I I wouldn't have at least. Um, So social media can be such a powerful thing. So I think if if social media were around when I was a kid, my life would definitely be different. It's hard to say how because I'm trying to live that through my daughters right now and teach them how to use it responsibly. I can tell you I certainly would have been an idiot on social media. <laughs> In my younger days, I was a little more uh, opinionated without a filter. And so I probably would have uh, been annoying on social media. <laughs> I um I probably would have done some stupid stuff and have it have it recorded forever. Uh, so I'm glad that it wasn't there. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean the, the connection we have with the world is absolutely amazing. I never would have thought as a as a, as an 11 year old, you know, like uh to, like like your son to start a paper as a 15 year old to start a PayPal account to stream live and get donations and you know, or as an 11 year old with my my youngest to create videos and put them on the internet. I I never thought of that. The audience that they have at their fingertips is absolutely incredible. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. And I'm so happy to see that they're doing it for good. Like one of the conditions, my 11 year old, we're making him wait until he's 13 to get a Facebook account, which he absolutely can't stand. But that's their age. So that's one rule that we're going to stick with, because as you were saying about when you were younger, my 11 year old has problems with this filter. But for the 15 year old, his condition for being on Facebook right now is that we have to be his friend and don't be an idiot. Because if you see, I mean, no cyber bullying and treat others with respect. And I, unfortunately, yeah, that's what I was waiting for you to talk about when you were talking about the woman who wrote the article. I was waiting to hear about a story about cyber bullying, which is so unfortunate because there's not more positive out there.
1: Yeah, I signed up for, uh, I liked the page, Good News Network. Oh,
0: I love Good News Network.
1: (sighs) Man, I just, and that's one of the first things when I, when I open my Facebook feed that's, they are the first thing I see every day and I love it because it starts me off and that, okay, I'm going to look for positive. When I see something negative, I scroll past it or I try to speak positivity into it in some way. You know, leave a comment that builds people up or whatever. But yeah, there's, there's far too much negative. So when we can focus and share that positive and teach our kids that, I think that's huge. So
0: you you're a writer... Can you tell us about your book and where we can find it?
1: Sure, yeah, I'd love to. Um, my book is focused on. I've got kind of two two types of readers, I think. <laughs> uh, the The title is is long and cumbersome, but it is what it is. Uh, how I turned journalism into an inbound marketing career, and what had happened was I went from that TV newsroom into a marketing career um, without having an MBA or any other kind of experience, simply because of my my writing, my social media presence and reach, my understanding of of digital communications, my experience with video as a TV news producer and, and editor and that kind of stuff. And that turned into a marketing career. And I and I wrote the book to help either journalists you know whether it's reporters, uh, photojournalists, producers, editors, uh, from newspapers. Uh, you know again, reporters uh, get out of journalism when they're ready and into marketing because I think it's such a, a natural shift. Um, but it's also written uh, from a standpoint of hey, if you own a business, or if you're a CEO, or you're somebody that hires marketers, here's your new marketer, a, a journalist, somebody who can write, somebody who can do some kind of video or social media presence. You know, building an audience is so important. So, so that that's the book that I wrote, How I Turned Journalism into an Inbound Marketing Career. And it's actually uh, interviewvalet.com forward slash productivity. You can download a free excerpt there for your listeners. Um, they they can buy it on Amazon, but they can also just from from that site, go to my website and uh, download it for free. I put it on Amazon just to kind of you know get it out there and self-publish it. But honestly, it's on my website too. So interviewvalet.com forward slash productivity.
0: Fabulous. And listeners, again, they're all the links that we've talked about and resources will be on the show notes page at thekimsutton.com forward slash pp170. I have one, well, I guess three last questions, but one last question until the final two. Do you have a daily mantra? Um,
1: I don't really have a daily mantra. I... You know, I'm I'm a faith person. I spend the first few minutes every day of giving a grateful prayer to the creator of everything, to my to my God, uh, and I try to spend every day at the first few parts of my day, first 15 minutes or more, um, in a Bible study of some kind. So that's really my mantra: is just give it give it to God. Thank you, God. That's really my my attitude every morning as much as I can.
0: I love that. Dan, have you ever listened to Joel Osteen's podcast?
1: I've not listened to Joel. I uh, am familiar with him, of course, um, but haven't actually listened to his podcast.
0: It's an excerpt from his weekly sermon, and it's maybe, it, it generally goes between 15 to 30 minutes, mm-hmm. but it is amazing. It blows my mind every single week. And almost every week, Victoria also has something as well on the podcast. Okay. But I've I forwarded it numerous times to my husband or or acquaintances who would appreciate the message. And it, it's always amazing. Oh, cool. Listeners, if you're trying to figure out, by the way, how to listen to all the episodes that you want to listen to. And this is something that I struggle with constantly because I have so many podcasts that I'm subscribed to. Dan, I want you to thank Tom for me. I didn't realize that I could get speed up Mm -hmm. for my Mac. And now I'm listening to podcasts at 1.25 speed. Mm -hmm. This is not an ad for them by any means, but it's amazing how much incredible content is out there and just the ability to speed it up and listen to more. I eat podcasts. (laughs) They <laughs> digest them faster than food. So nice. Yeah, it's amazing.
1: It really is. Yeah.
0: So we already talked about listeners. Again, you can find the show notes at thekimsutton.com forward slash pp 170. And there will be a link to the the resources page that Interview Valley is providing for you. But is there anywhere else online that listeners can connect with you, Dan?
1: Yeah. I mean, certainly, you know, social media, you know, Dan Moyle is my handle. Basically everywhere um, on that uh, Interview of LA page, I'll put my, my social contacts there to Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, that kind of stuff. I have an Instagram account that I I just love to share and see other people's points of view and seeing life through their viewfinder. And I love sharing stuff there. But uh, yeah. And then my my personal uh, website is the inbound dot org. Um, I love talking marketing there and other stuff. So
0: that's incredible. Thank you so much for sharing Dan, what words of parting advice can you share with the listeners?
1: You know, if if I could just leave the world a little bit better of a place by, by leaving a piece of wisdom, like make an impact on the world around you, serve others and help them to better the world. It it begins with positivity. I mean, it begins with what you talk about, Kim, positive productivity, being positive, having that, that positivity in your your life. Um, anyone can start that. So yeah, make an impact, serve others, help make the world a better place around us. That's, that's my hope for all of us. (laughs)